Now let's turn to Dubai and the latest from the COP28 climate summit. Across the day, we've been hearing from various world leaders and it's been announced that at least 116 nations have committed to tripling renewable energy capacity to combat global warming, as our climate editor Justin Rollett reports. The Pope couldn't make it here to Dubai. His doctor forbade him from travelling. But a cardinal read his words and it was strong stuff. The destruction of the environment is an offence against God. The need to tackle climate change is one of the key pillars of Pope Francis's papacy. It has run amok, he said, and he posed a question for the gathered leaders. Are we working for a culture of life or a culture of death? To all of you I make this heartfelt appeal. Let us choose life. Let us choose uh, the future. Some of the Pope's demands are already being addressed by this summit. He said the world must move ahead with greater energy efficiency and more renewable energy. We got pledges on both of those today. We also got a new announcement for around 50 of the world's oil companies, including the world's largest, Saudi Arabia's Aramco. They said they would drive down the carbon emissions from when oil is refined into petrol, diesel and other products to net zero by 2050. Now that could reduce the carbon produced by a litre of petrol by up to 15%. It won't solve climate change, but it's better than nothing. The world is expected to record an all-time record temperature this year with dire consequences, warned the Prime Minister of Barbados, Mia Motley. It is a death sentence for many, and the reality is that unless we change course, we are going to see far more lives lost and far more damage done. Tomorrow, the focus here at COP28 turns to the impact of climate on health. Justin Rowlatt. BBC News, Dubai. Well, Colombia announced it will join an international alliance calling for a treaty to end use of fossil fuels. Well, earlier I asked Colombia's Environment Minister, Maria Mohamed, why. The situation of the international diagnosis of how we are doing right now with the increase of potentially 20% of emissions by 2030 in this global revision. So... The reality is, even though we are uh, having targets to reduce emissions, they are not reducing at the level that we are required. And so we need to talk about the root cause of what is causing emissions, and in more than 80% is the use of fossil fuels. This means that uh, our position in the, at the COP is that we need to phase out fossil fuels, but the economic implications of these are huge for a country like Colombia, that depends on 60% of its income from exports, from coal and oil exports. So the question is, what are the international rules for us to be able to move out of this dependency? And that's why we are calling for a negotiated treaty that allows us to complement the International Agreement of Paris so that we can have clear rules, so that we can face fossil fuels, and deal with economic consequences in a just and integrated manner. And Minister, this is something that a lot of countries will be watching closely because there are many countries which rely on fossil fuels that want to achieve the same. What do you think and what are you doing and planning as your first steps towards this goal? 
Well, we have to develop whole sectors of the economy that could replace the income that the export of coal and the export of oil is producing to the Colombian economy. This includes a portfolio of investment that we have released today at COP, including nature-based tourism. We want to increase to 8 million visitors to Colombia, but also the development of an export uh, industry for renewable energy and industrialization in our country is our three key sectors, including agriculture, that we need to develop. And this will take some time, uh, but the situation is that every time you talk about this energy transition, this economic transition, you see the financial system creating nervousness, and with this nervousness, creating uh, the downgrade, potential downgrade of the Colombian qualification, the situation of uh, increasing debt and increasing cost of capital for an economy like ours. So that's why we are calling for these two aspects to be used in the in the issue of international cooperation. Mm -hmm. A treaty that allows to have secure economic conditions and at the same time, uh, the debt for nature and action climate uh, swap that we've been talking about uh, for a year now. And a lot of the discussions at uh, the last few COP summits and probably this year's as well is about climate financing. What kind of funding does your country want to come away from the summit with? We are talking about concessional funding, but we are also talking about especially how can we release the uh, foreign debt service that we need to pay every year. It has increased in 30 percent. And now a significant amount of our annual budget from the government has to be paid in foreign debt. We don't have a problem in paying the debt. We are not at risk of not paying the debt. But if we could, uh, through an international agreement, we could liberate part of that debt that we have to pay to be able to finance climate mitigation and adaptation and make this economic transition, uh, then we think we're going to be able to have predictable and constant uh, flow of resources so that we can make the public investments that allow for the transition. Otherwise, we may be putting targets here at COP, we may make announcements, we can have international funds, but the economic situations of the country will not allow them to make the transition. And what we will have probably is an energy and economic transition that is not fair to all.